0: Welcome to Fireside Friends, this is episode 5. I'm Ryan Prasad and with me are my co-host Alan Ibrahim,
1: howdy hi hello everyone,
0: and Katie Marie. Hello! We're back at the usual camping spot. Did everybody have a good hike? Was it, and did everyone say safe?
2: Uh, <laughs> for the most part, I have to really try hard not to look winded when I'm hiking, because it's mm-hmm. a little uh, exerted, but it's all good.
1: I got a bunch of rocks in my shoes, but then I kicked them out, and they rolled down the hill, and it was pretty cool. So I'm here now, and my shoes are rock-free, so let's Mm -hmm. do this.
0: All right. Uh, We're going to do things a little differently this time. We're going to postpone the roundtable to next episode because uh, some major stuff happened uh, in the time between the two episodes, like last episode and this episode. It feels like forever since we did one of these, by the way. it really does yeah it's probably because it was really eventful at least for me like i've done a lot of stuff since (laughs) since we recorded last time but like i don't know if he would if he would have told me that like it was only two weeks like it felt like a year i don't know
2: i'm in full agreement i i somehow fit a lot of stuff into my schedule between you know last episode and this episode
1: and we're winding down towards the end of the, like, spring, so, you know, a lot of stuff is going to be changing in the next couple of weeks in our lives.
0: You our... mean winter? We're winding That's down winter? That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about Nintendo for our segment one. Um, so, to put this conversation in uh, context, um, Allison Rap was a former employee of Nintendo. She was part of the marketing division for them. Um, and she got fired last Thursday. Um, so to kind of backtrack, uh, there's been... Uh, people, like fans, have been kind of upset at Nintendo for kind of uh, removing some of the like sexual content from some of their games. Like, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X had like a breast slider uh, for some of the woman characters... And uh, the skinship in Fire Emblem was removed as well. And harassers kind of went looking for someone to point the finger at. Uh, And despite Allison Rapp not directly working on these games, but being part of the localization division and being a woman, uh, she was kind of targeted as kind of the person to go after for this stuff. And so... Uh, harassers kind of digged up information on rap and one of the things that came up was this essay that was on her LinkedIn page and this is from uh, Patrick Klebick's article on Kotaku it's weird that we're getting Kotaku in the forest uh, but I guess we get good internet here um, <laughs> so I'm just going to read from the article uh, the The uh, name of the essay was uh, Speech We Hate uh, and in that essay, Rap uh, outlines a deep cultural divide between Japan and other countries, pointing out Japan's traditions of sexualizing young people and its free speech traditions while cl- contrasting them with Western efforts against child porn and what she saw as imperialist pressure by the West to get ch- to uh, to get Japan to change its child porn laws. Rob, clearly a spectral uh, fan of Japanese culture, distinguishes between exploiting uh, real-life children and creation of fictionalized sexual material. At no point does she defend or advocate uh, for the abuse of children. Uh, and in fact, she ar- argues for stronger laws against child exploitation. And that's all from Klepek's article. And then, um, in addition to that uh, essay, um, people also... Brought up tweets that she tweeted from, uh, you know, over a year ago, like, and the, these were all, like, kind of in the past. Um, so, in one 2011 tweet, she called the arrest of a man uh, possessing child porn as legal bullshit. 2012, she said, I actually research slash argue in favor of less strict laws, read uh, child sexual agency slash dependence of uh, sexualized minors. And then in 2015, She tweeted, don't hate on sex workers, furries, women with big boobs, men who likes kids slash kid things, people who like pop music romance plots. Um, And so because of all this stuff, she was labeled as pro pedophile and a lot of uh, harassment groups uh, made an effort to like contact Nintendo and uh, tell them to basically uh, try to get this woman fired um through like not even through like hey i'm a member of x group you should fire this person but more like you know when you call you should act like a concerned parent um and like those like weird tactics and stuff um so yeah she was fired on march 30th as rap announced on her twitter page uh nintendo responded uh there was some backlash i should say to her firing and re- Nintendo uh, responded to that backlash, claiming that she was fired not because of the harassment, but because she had a second job. Uh, to which Rap responded to on her Twitter account that uh, mood lighting is part of Nintendo's uh, internal policy, and that implying that you know Nintendo's reasons for why she got fired were not honest. <sighs> so this is bullshit, right? <laughs> hot and sticky bullshit.
2: Certainly something. <laughs> uh
0: so I guess one of the things I want to bring up as like one of the arguments was like okay, so I bring up a lot of the things that she says because I think we can agree that some of it is really objectionable. Yes. Um for sure. But for me, like you can disagree with like it's not even like disagreement. You can think somebody's views are shitty, but also like they don't deserve this harassment campaign and like for her to lose her job over it, you know?
2: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um I obviously I never think harassment is is a good solution to any problem. If you think somebody's doing something wrong, I mean you can take the necessary steps to try to rectify that behavior but I don't think harassment is in any way a necessary step or something positive or remotely a good idea. Um, I mean, there's professional things you can do, legal things you can do if it's that serious. Harassment should never be one of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the Nintendo not necessarily doing anything for their employee. Um, yeah. I don't know if that should be a company expectation to sort of, you know, they could set the record straight officially. This employee had had nothing to do with these projects or these Mm -hmm. decisions, but they kind of just sat in silence and let her suffer these attacks.
1: Right. Alan? Uh, It's just, it's such a complicated issue, and it's really frustrating that Nintendo took this route instead of just, like, doing it with tact, because this is also coming in the same week that that whole Blizzard controversy happened, where uh, basically they had a character pose in their new first-person shooter game, Overwatch, that was uh, overly sexualized for the character that was doing it. And somebody on the Blizzard forums was arguing that, you know, this is out of character for this person, and it should maybe be considered to be removed. And they did. And Blizzard came out there and said, yeah, we removed it because we respond to criticism. So, like, yes, companies should be able to... should put themselves out there, like, hey, we made this decision intentionally, and we're taking in feedback, and we're, we're doing that. But, like, know the difference between fixing your content because it's problematic and, like, firing someone because a lot of people yelled at you. Like, that just feels like a very cowardly move of Nintendo to fire a person just because they, like, because a, a serious uh, collection of events happened all at once and, like, oh, we got, this is the best thing to do, let's just get rid of her. It's just really... Like, Nintendo is a company that's, uh, you know, they're family-focused, and they've been around for a long time, and it's really disappointing that they're doing this, like, amateur move of, like, people complain, so we got rid of them. That fixed everything, right? And it's like, <laughs> no, you you didn't even listen. You don't even know why you fired her, and you had to come up with something else about hold this whole moonlighting thing, and, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I also don't necessarily agree with everything that Rap said in that paper, and I don't agree with a lot of her politics um, based on her, like, online, on her tweets and stuff, but... I respect her ability to be able to say things and to be herself in a company like Nintendo without having to get fired for expressing an opinion. Cause that tells people that you shouldn't have an opinion.
0: It's really telling that the only thing that Nintendo, the only uh, thing that Nintendo said that acknowledged this harassment was was to say, no, this didn't happen because of the harassment. Like that's it.
1: Exactly. It's just, like, oh, you guys could have done this so much better. Yeah, and I feel bad for the people at Nintendo that are getting endless flack for this. But, like, do better. Learn from this. Don't ever do... Like, you could... Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Is that what we're trying to, like, sort of get into is that Nintendo is a company with a history of, of, like, problematic stuff with the way that Japanese things translate to America. But, like, these hiring practices are not... This is not a Japanese thing. This is just a Nintendo of America hurt, had a lot, got a lot of complaints and, and said... Fuck it, this is the best solution. And then, you know, a day later, they put out a game about listening to people.
2: <laughs> well, what do yeah, you know?
0: We'll, yeah, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, uh, also, the whole we can we can talk about how much we disagree with Raps like stuff that she says about like, uh, you know, child porn and whatever. But the fact is that she had that essay prominently featured. On her LinkedIn profile. And theoretically. Nintendo. Someone at Nintendo saw that. Before she was hired. Because. So it, I'm,
2: she did write yeah, it in yeah. college. Which was prior yeah. to her employment. Yeah. By a few years.
0: So I don't buy the argument. That she was fired because of that stuff.
2: Um, also.
0: Sorry. Go
2: ahead. No, uh, it's Okay. Was her specific job, was she a PR employee um, on the localization thing?
0: I believe so. She was, yeah, part of the marketing team.
2: Okay. Because I guess, like, part of the issue is, um, at least from my perspective, I'm going to play, you know, devil's advocate here. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so backwards from my huge feminist character, but here we go. (laughs) Um, You know... Her having that publicly displayed on her LinkedIn profile and being accessible, um, Nintendo being a family friendly company, um, would that be something that perhaps, you know, the company was like, oh, well, this is a public relations employee who's doing something that might not be the most family friendly, saying the most family friendly things. It could be some could probably consider that dangerous to children. In some way you know it's a huge e for everybody game centered mm-hmm. um organization and it could be like you know maybe this sort of content coming from a company that's supposed to be for children might not be what we want to see from our employees and for it to be something so accessible mm-hmm. that could have again caused a problem but like you said ryan it has been an essay she's had out for years and had it out prior to her employment. Um, so that should have been taken into consideration, even if that is the reason for her firing, which they said right. it wasn't because it was her moonlighting job, supposedly. Right. Um, But then again, like what was she moonlighting as? What was her other employment?
1: Right. Yeah. Um, I
0: don't think she's said, uh...
1: Yeah, I think people have talked about what she was Moonlighting has, but it's not important to talk about. What I did kept keep thinking about, though, when that came out was, like, that was an undergrad paper that she wrote in, like, her first four years of college. And if I were to choose an article that I wrote or, like, a piece that I wrote in my undergrad, I would never – I wouldn't put any of them there because I'm writing those for a grade. Like, I'm writing those for yeah. for one professor right. or something. I don't know the nature of her of her graduate thesis or whatever, but, like – yeah i don't want to be held accountable for the stuff i wrote when i was 19 like what are you saying and at the same time
0: though like she has it on her linkedin page right like, she, if, made if she choice, didn't want yeah. anyone to see it she wouldn't have put it there
1: i just would have chosen i would have i don't know i wouldn't have done that but that's like again not the reason that she was fired the reason she was fired is just because assholes looked for a reason and were mad
0: <laughs> yeah and also the thing is like if you go on her twitter like she is someone with like very strong opinions yeah which kind of Contrast with, like, oh, Nintendo being, like, this kind of conservative company. um, And we wouldn't even be talking about this paper if people didn't just, like, you know, have a magnifying glass under this one employee. Like of that, course. D- this isn't something that happens if you're not a woman working in video games.
2: Right. Like, they specifically went looking for something to go after because she is a woman and targetable because even though she had nothing to do with what they were taking issues with because when something happens that people don't like, feminism is the problem. Women are the problem. So mm-hmm. I just think, you know, it was something they found that didn't even apply but could be used. It was weaponized against her.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm ideally none of them listen to this podcast but if anybody who's like an internet harasser uh is listening to this <laughs> just like take a minute and think about what you're doing with your life and like you waking up in the morning and saying i just want to make someone who i've never met before and will never meet before and will never see in person i just want to make their life worse because they disagree with me like take a minute to look to, to like step back and realize what you're doing in the grand scheme of things and like go for a walk or just like pet a dog like there are so many things you could have been doing with your time that weren't just, like, getting someone else fired. Because, like, this was what they wanted. This is exactly what they wanted. And what's different now? What is different yeah, about the landscape? thing? Yeah,
0: uh, this... N- nothing changes. What did you Nintendo's not going to change how they localize games because of this. Like, someone lost their job. That didn't have anything to do with this stuff. And that's it. And if anything, all you did was create some bad...
1: P- you created some bad PR for Nintendo, the company that you were trying to, to tout as, like, these are the people that... When, when left to their own devices, will put out these beautiful games that won't be censored by those damn feminists. And it's like, no, now everyone's look, looking at them with a tighter magnifying glass. So, like, ultimately, you just kind of proved your point.
0: <laughs> also, she wanted the boob slider in the game.
1: Yes, she, didn't, she did. She
0: not She didn't want these things to be cut out of these games. There's this constant
1: like, rhetoric that I always hear from those circles of people, like, that the feminist corner of the internet is, like, very anti sex and anti male and all this stuff, and it's like the the feminists that I follow on Twitter are the horniest people in the world. Like, what are you what are you saying? So they want to censor games? Like, oh my god! Yeah.
2: Nah, like um, a lot of people I've talked to in the circles I've come across, when you know, there's feminists talking about games, they're like, why aren't there more M rated visual novels circled, like you know, centered around female enjoyment? Yeah. Uh, you know why? Why are they all, you know, Nekopara and those kinds of visual novels with hentai um, elements? Why are they all male-centric? Why is there no Mm female-centric, that kind of thing? And that, again, like, feminists in regards to games are sex advocates, I guess is the best way to describe it. It's just that it's like, why is there not more for me? That's the feminist
0: issue. As there's a difference between objectification and, like, sex, you know. Yeah. You, you know, Being pro-sex, uh, sex positive, yeah. yeah.
1: The the last thing that I really wanted to say about this whole thing was just that, like, this is not surprising to me, which is the really sad thing. No. Um, yeah, Because, totally. like, Nintendo's a fucking corporation, and, like, they will take these opportunities and put out these statements for the rest of time. This is going to keep happening. Um, And it's good that we're talking about this because that's how, you know, you get the word out there that like, hey, this is a bad thing objectively. And if you keep Mm -hmm. doing it and you just kind of keep letting this because this is the norm right now is that companies fire people because harassers tell them to. That just happens all the time. Uh, And hopefully we get more people like the Baldur's Gate developers who are like, no, (laughs) we have a trans character with five lines of dialogue in our game, that we're not going to cut that out because fuck you. Yeah, I was actually going to bring that up. Yeah, you can go ahead and get into that some more.
0: Yeah. So... This is like not not even like a week after this happened. Uh there was that Baldur's Gate expansion and like you said, Beam Dog, which is the best name for a developer, I just want to say. <laughs> it really is. Beam Dog, like you're killing it. <laughs> um, they put in a trans character with like a few lines of dialogue talking about how they were trans and everybody well, I shouldn't say everybody.
2: Mean folks.
0: Mean people went ape shit. <laughs> um yeah. because Because there's, okay, this character isn't even fleshed out, right? Right. They they just mention, or she, just mentions that, yeah, I was this gender once, and now I'm this gender. And that's it! (laughs) And then people got mad! And I've seen so many posts from trans people who like post examples of what people say. And like one of them was just like, this took me out of the immersion Bar- And it's like, did you, you, do you know that trans people are people like what, what is going on inside of your head where you think that someone's existence is political Exactly, and you, and it just takes you out of it, the experience of this much. And I don't mean to say that people are upset that this is a token character, and they've t- they've taken that feedback to heart. They they say that they're going to flesh it out more, which like good on you, um, for not, you know, being kind of the being the opposite of this rap situation where uh, they're not listening to the har- the harassment. They're doubling down on this decision. <laughs>
1: And to say that that took you out of the immersion is like, dog, did you play any Baldur's Gate games? Because all of those games are about like, you know, are people what they say they are? And like, are we, you know, magic or are we human and all of this stuff? That is what fantasy is. <laughs> fantasy is just a mirror of reality. I was just talking about this with Ryan off, uh, off podcast uh, a couple days ago where we were talking about sci-fi and how, you know, a lot of people are like, "I need my sci-fi to have rules and and be its own unique universe and not just like reflect society at us." And it's like, no, that's everything. Nothing comes from from just <laughs> yeah. pure fiction. All fiction is reality filtered through something. You can't, Ugh. And yeah, so so Beamdog basically came back and was like, "No, we're not changing that." <laughs> sorry, yeah, not sorry, but like you know, and that's good. Yeah, we need they more. They put of out
0: that. this, yeah, they put out a statement that basically boiled down to we. We support our developers and we're not changing anything. And yeah, they because some of the criticism was like, yeah, there's some bugs and also, yeah, yeah. which is a weird way to contextualize <laughs> this. Was like, There's some bugs and also this trans character could be more fleshed out. <laughs> and then they were just like, yeah, we're going to fix the bugs and then we're going to flesh out this character.
2: <laughs> well, good on them.
0: Yeah. Good oh. on them
2: for not only taking the steps to make a quote unquote token character but to make her more than just a token character and you know that as as awful as it is it's really nice to see someone doing those things and being socially forward it's it's sad that that is so relieving and such a good thing and and something worthy of so much praise but
0: yeah i'm glad
2: that it's there for what it's worth
0: (laughs) Yeah. And the fact that
1: that character detail and the bug reporting is in, like, the same corner of Steam reviews is just, like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, funny, but also it just reflects what games are now, which is that they're they're very yeah. malleable, and, they're, and, like, that game is still in early access, I think. So, like, that stuff is subject to change all the time, and they should be accepting uh, the criticism of stuff, but, like, you know, pick your battles. <laughs> yeah.
2: There's a post that I've seen several times, and it is actually one of my favorite posts where it talks about... Um, I'm sorry, cis white men, but it's like what breaks cis white men's um, immersion. It's like black people, trans characters, feminism. It's like what doesn't break immersion, uh, unrealistic armor, dragons, magic, talking animals.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I just, for the record, Katie, never apologize to cis white men okay. on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. We don't, we don't need to be apologized. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, I wanted to bring that up because it just shows that like not a lot of well, I shouldn't say that, but like people we a lot of people view Gamergate as this thing that's happened in 2014. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of dumbed down. But no, this happened. This is this ha- this is continuing to happen. It's not going to stop. Gamergate is just a label for you know these harassers just because it do, just because it has a label now doesn't mean it didn't always exist and will continue to exist
2: very true because when we talk about gamergate we kind of talk about it is in like past tense like what happened um mm-hmm. with specific people but that yeah. doesn't mean that those situations are over and that doesn't mean that that same mob is stopping because they're finding newer targets and new causes, quote-unquote, to rally behind and
3: mm-hmm.
2: push their own agenda kind of thing, I guess. So, it's really unfortunate that we still have to deal with that in 2016, but it is But I things. mean,
0: 2016, like, <laughs> for me, that statement is really disingenuous, considering how much fucked up shit is happening in 2016. yeah. Uh, we have the rise of Donald Trump and his fascist supporters and ideals and you know police brutality and violence against people of color like this thing ain't, ain't going away like and it's still here just because it's 2016 doesn't mean that this is at all surprising
1: yeah it's just it's a it sometimes it can it's easy for it to feel like because the three of us kind of exist in this like echo chamber of more positive thinking of people, you mm-hmm. know. But it isn't changing as fast as we like to think it is.
0: And and there's also some backlash to the change. You were seeing like anti-LGBT bills, you know, trying to get passed in tons of states. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's
1: e- it's just so easy to to tell yourself and to convince yourself. It's the problem with the internet. Also, is like you can convince yourself like, oh, I follow a ton of smart people on the internet, and everyone seems to be really uh self aware and like smart about these things. And it's like, no, but how many people that are buying Nintendo games even know about this? Yeah. We, right. we are referring to such a small audience of people who even know who Allison Rap is as a human being, uh, let alone like the grand scheme of uh equality for all being a thing that can actually exist in the future. Yeah. I think it's I think it's an it's it's coming, but it's just a very, very, very painfully slow uh process.
2: Mm-hmm. I've talked to like people in real life and I've kind of been like, you know, do you think in our lifetime we'll see the kind of social change that we want to have and for it to be like fully completed where everybody's accepted and nothing is bad. I'm like, you know, is that even going to happen in my lifetime? Am I going to see that? I guess it's kind of scary for me.
3: Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, well like Alan said, it's really easy to be caught up in those in your kind of echo chamber of people who you know who's you know are on point with how things should be. Um but like the minute you step outside and uh you know, the minute I walk outside with lipstick and I get a billion sideways glances is the moment where I'm like, right, we're not we're not there. You know, and we're still we're seeing so much backlash to, you know, political correctness and uh, people just getting angry at the idea of acceptance. And it's uh, just... Yeah, I don't know if we're going to see any progress in our lifetimes. We, I mean, that's not to say that we haven't made progress. Right, yeah. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people think that we won because gay marriage is legal when... <laughs> No. Like uh read up on your local politics like mm-hmm. and read about trans people because guess what the T stands for trans people not just, you know, a giant rich. B
2: it's not just a giant <laughs> L and B
0: and the A doesn't stand for
1: allies. Oh fuck. Are you <laughs> sure?
2: Goddammit. Are you sure, Alan? Are you sure it doesn't I stand, stand for allies?
1: <laughs> let, let me tell you folks about uh, asexuals. Then <laughs> just six different people's heads exploded. Like, <gasps> no, yeah, they're, they're here and they're real, <laughs> and they're my friends. <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? Okay, so we mentioned like there hasn't been a lot of progress, and I think it's it's gonna it's kind of damning to say like is this going to be better when we in our lifetime? Because there's I don't think there's gonna be a state where everything is perfect. I think there's gonna be a state exactly. where we're able to be like okay things are you know good enough i mean they
0: they touched on this on the giant beast cast like it's real it's really hard to imagine a world that do- that isn't just like full of oppression like we're never going to get to that point right
1: and like but like also acknowledge that how much change there has been even in our lifetimes like i remember mm-hmm. following uh games journalism much more seriously in like the late 2000s and we were they were just reviewing toys and no one ca- no one talked about anything and problematic yeah. stuff was completely ignored and like not even brought up in any way and now it's at least in the conversation mm-hmm. it at least exists and it's not necessarily getting fixed but people acknowledge it which is a big right. step forward in just a couple years totally but, like, we have to acknowledge that that's not enough like we are we always got to be moving forward in some way
0: right the second part of this conversation um unless anyone else has anything else to say about the state of our world of 2016.
1: <laughs> I could complain about the world for. The I could too.
0: I could go. I could do this all day. Um, but Alan mentioned earlier that a day after the Allison rap stuff happened, uh, Mitomo came out. And if you if you a if you are a regular on Twitter.com, <laughs> this was really fucking jarring because not even within a day of rap being fired uh we got this mitomo app uh which is i guess to describe what mitomo is basically like a social app uh where you respond to questions um it's basically it's a social network app but you're answering questions and learning about people and gaining currency to buy cute outfits and yes um and so yeah uh Alan, I think you were the first one out of us to play it. What do you think of Mitomo?
1: <sighs> well, I may have also been the first person to uninstall Mitomo, So, you yeah. know. <gasps> <gasps> what a it, twist. It's, it's, yeah, it, it, it was fine. It's an interesting experiment in, in that it's a, it's a... I don't even know if, to, if I could call it a game properly. But it's kind of a game about, like, getting to know people and learning about people. And it was cool to see the early seeds of what could be a new social network be like oh like i have friends on here that don't don't care about me anywhere else and in the cosmic twist of fate this is a place where you can express yourself with a me that uses all these different gender pronouns and you can dress however you want and look however you want like this is also from nintendo so it was, and and this is a game where you can swear and they don't censor it like it's very I, jarring when it first came out oh my
2: gosh when i heard the me say a bad word yeah that was like what in the heck? I didn't expect that to happen. I thought they just would gloss bad,
0: over bad it or something. Me. I well, know. Just to say that, <laughs> super naughty. Get grounded. Go to your room.
1: Go to your room and walk around, and then visit your friend's house and ask him questions about his favorite bread. <laughs> <laughs> That's the question that everyone loves. And that's because it's one of the first ones you get is, what's your favorite type of bread? And I yeah. was
0: just like, I don't care about bread enough to know what my favorite bread exactly. is. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I learned a lot of people like sourdough, though. That's, you know, that's that's my big takeaway from Tomo is yeah. that people really like sourdough bread. I just
0: put weirdo because I'm a piece of shit. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's, um, I,
0: okay. It's got
1: a lot of, like, fundamental mechanical problems. But, like, as an experience... It was really entertaining for a few days to check in and like see that my friends had hearted my answers and, yeah. and read their comments and like learn about people, but it just didn't have any legs, and I was just very jarred by the fact that like this is still the same company. Yeah.
0: yeah. It was, yeah. So this is important to talk about because we talk about Nintendo games a lot, and I know I've talked about it a lot in the context of gender expression, and uh, the fact that even though your me has to assign either male male or female, even though it makes no fucking sense. (laughs) Uh, It
1: it defines nothing except whether they refer to you as he or she. Like your voice can be whatever you want and your outfit can be whatever you want.
0: Yeah. So regardless of that, like you can wear whatever you're in it and it's like, why even have the male, the binary there if it actually doesn't matter? Uh, but yeah, just go back to my point, it's like, we talk about Nintendo games in the context of, like, them being, like, therapeutic in a way, and just, like, a place of comfort, and, you know, a lot of the show is about navigating how we, uh, you know, kind of see the world and see the things that we, uh, kind of consume and stuff, and, uh, you can't talk about Mitomo without talking about everything else that's happening at Nintendo. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed Mitomo for, like, a good few days. And those were, like, a really fun few days. But like you said, it has no legs. Um, and everybody just kind of stopped using it after a point. Um, but, yeah, I'm rambling. Sorry.
2: No, you're fine. I mean, I, I definitely agree. And, you know... I mean, oftentimes I I frame things um, in the context of, like, having uh, some sort of mental illness because that very much impacts my life. Um, As far as OCD goes, Mitomo got a little overwhelming for me because when I am on social media, I feel like I have to look at everything and in some way interact with everything um, Mm -hmm. because I'm like, this person needs to know that I read this. I need to look at everything that's ever been posted and make sure I see everything because what if I miss something important? What if I miss this? You know, that that's a Wait, very real fear for me.
0: I feel really bad now.
2: No, you're fine. Um,
0: Fuck. Whoopsie.
2: So whenever, like... There's... I'm really
0: sorry for every time I got mad that you were liking shit. Same, no.
2: same, 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 same. same. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. So um, now it's kind of like Mitomo had... So many answers, and I only had, you know, five friends on Mitomo, mm. but I would still be sitting there for like a solid hour trying to get through everybody's answers because there were just so many questions, and everybody could answer all this stuff, and there wasn't really um, a a way to just kind of scroll through everything. You have to <laughs> sit and hear or tap through everybody's answer one by one and then load their comments and then you know press the heart button and then they go thanks in their voice and you have to wait for that to load and it was (laughs) I guess I only played it for like a day or two because that got so overwhelming and once you know I had more friends coming in and all more answers there wasn't any way for me to handle hearing everything so that's why I quit Mitomo so early. I haven't uninstalled it, but I haven't played it. Um, maybe after the second day,
0: So I pop in every now and again and see if anybody has like commented or liked any of my answers, and it just nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but that interface is bad. Yeah, like it's so confusing. And so, are there mini games in Mitomo? There's Mitomo Mi- Drop. That's the only yeah. one. Yeah,
2: there's a drop what game is... where you get items. And sometimes candy if
1: you fail. It's a
0: pachinko machine, basically. I haven't touched that. I don't know how to access it. It's so
1: (laughs) awkward. I didn't know how to access it. I found it by accident at first. Same here. You you have to go go in
2: the the shop to get to the game that you don't pay for, really.
1: That's what your game tickets go towards. So you can play that. Uh, And you can play different themed drops. So you're like, I want the cat clothing drop. And then that's how you get the cat that can sit on your back. But it's fucking impossible to get.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's this really cute flower dress that I tried to get, but that I I don't know. I don't know how you get it.
1: Yeah. I, I've okay. tried
2: every angle every single way, and there's no possible solution for the, the me to drop onto the dress. So
1: <laughs> there's no, <laughs> there's no like that game is not the social media evolution that I kind of hoped it would be from what from the early goings of it. Uh, but I will say the best thing that's come out of Mitomo is the me photo uh, functionality. Oh. which basically is just you take a picture of on your in your phone's like camera roll and you can place your me in that photo and resize them and pose them in different cute poses in like real life and it's led to a lot of hysterical like uh (laughs) real life intruding on this like cute little me's life
0: in their weird clothing people using it to criticize nintendo even oh yeah (laughs) you
1: can put little text things on there like uh you know what's real <laughs> I think one of our fr- our mutual friends was like had the question what uh, is really popular lately and then it just was like them saw si- their character side eyeing this the camera going definitely not me tomo Nintendo <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> not y'all <laughs> it's uh it's a good time in those little ways but like I'd rather consume that stuff than make it because I made a couple me photos and I was like all right I get it someone else will be more clever with this than I will that's just, my- that's know. what
2: I thought too I was I much enjoy much more enjoy everybody else's photos than making mine and i yeah. felt like i had to put in too much effort to make a photo that was like funny and swaggy you know so i was like i'll just look at other people's and kind of feel bad about my own and just let the app generate whatever it wants to generate but um
0: yeah
2: one of my like,
0: also the way you share photos is dumb too
2: yeah because like, it's kind of you have just to the... click
0: through your person and then eventually they're like Let's share a photo and then you have to edit the photo and it's like, why did you make it like this?
2: There should just be a straight share this photo after you make it.
0: There should just be a list of questions that you answer and it just circulates through. There
1: should be a lot of things in Mitomo to make it a more like functional (laughs) good app. It's just it's also weird seeing like Twitter and Facebook buttons in in a Nintendo thing, but that's Oh man. But like
0: imagine Me Tomo without Twitter integration. Oh, God. that would be a mess. No,
1: people would work around it cuz then you
0: can just take screenshots. Like <laughs> you, Of course. No, but like I'm saying like in, if you wanted friends of me tomo Oh take right. Forever. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Cuz when I first got it the only people I only had like a couple people around me who were interested and the way you add people locally, it's really cute but it's really annoying. Like you have to you get a shape that you pick from a list of five shapes and you have to say everyone picked the same shape so we can yeah. be friends. Mm. A- add me, I'm hexagon. <laughs> like <laughs> It's so <laughs> awkward. That's the part where I'm like, "Yep, this is a Nintendo app." Gotcha. Of course, this is the same company that made friend codes.
2: <laughs> Oddly enough, my most of my interaction with Mitomo has been on other social media, like yeah. on Facebook, Twitter, or <laughs> Tumblr. My friends will post their Mitomo photos and stuff like that, and that's where I see them. I don't see them on the Mitomo app per se, right. but I see them on other social media. Um, like one of my long distance friends. Um, Put me and another long distance friends in a photo together, and they were like, "We're all finally hanging out." But oh, I that's mean, cute. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> but you know, I mean, that yeah, was something I, I met- saw on Facebook, not on Mitomo.
0: I met Slater Kenny through Mitomo. Well, there you really go. Easy. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember
1: the picture you're talking about.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but
0: I guess another thing that I really like about Mitomo is that it's really easy. The to just ship post mitomo oh yeah
1: True. uh <laughs> it like kind of asks for it yes yeah, it does really friendly and benign and you're like no i'm gonna destroy this
2: i mean when it asks you your favorite food there is nothing stopping you from saying ants <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. so there is <laughs> there is a system in mitomo where like people come and like visit your house or whatever uh and then one of my friends steven uh Cause you set like your entrance like thing that your me would say right, and right. things that when you they walk into someone else's when house, leave, when, what does
1: and... it say? And when they leave your house, what do you say to them? Yeah.
0: Yeah. S- Steven's character just says, "My wife left me." <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, and then when he left, I think he was just like, "I left my fridge running. I gotta go."
1: <laughs> I think I had so. mine at one point set to like. <laughs> This was a fun little moment, but when I leave your house, it says, do you have a bathroom in here? I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just eternally in everyone's bathroom. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <sighs> oh, man. <Yeah>. Thanks, Nintendo.
0: <laughs> so the next part of this segment is just, like, the backlash to everybody playing Miitomo, Yeah. which is, like, like I said, there was a huge whiplash, right, on social media where it's like, okay, we criticize Nintendo and now uh we're all playing Mitomo. Uh, but there were people I saw who like acted like they had a high higher like moral ground because they weren't playing Tomo. And so one of the one of the tweets I saw was just like I'm not downloading me Miitomo because I'm sticking by my principles. And I'm just like...
1: Sorry, don't wear the shoes you wear. Sorry, don't wear the clothes you wear or go to the school that you go to because all of it's problematic. You can't escape it.
0: Yeah. We're talking about a mobile game made for your phone. Your phone, which is the result of the exploitation of overworked and underpaid workers in foreign countries yeah if the firing of Alison rap is against your principles as a feminist and the exploitation of foreign workers is not against your principles as a feminist who like if your feminism is just based around being reactionary and only commenting on like public facing incidents instead of like things that are not so public or like people things that like people don't usually talk about like what is your feminism even for Ooh, Ooh.
1: that was That's powerful a, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's you can't like I said earlier pick your battles like to people who are harassers but at the same time like if you want to defend something and make a point you don't we're, we're convinced in this like in our society that like if you want to make something go away then don't you know don't spend money on it or like don't support it but like you are a drop in a pot, and drop in the ocean In terms of people downloading... This is
0: everything. This isn't just your phone. This is, like, my laptop that I'm recording this podcast on. Yeah, exactly. And the uh, laptop that I, like, write about, you know, my identity and, like, problems in our society. This is my PlayStation that was made in probably the same conditions. And this is the same company who refuses to let Kesha be free, you know? This is my TV that I play shit on. And, like, I I can't... this is the reason that the podcast exists because we talk about things made from corporations. There's no ethical consumption under late capitalism because every, every single product, almost every single thing that we like purchase came from a company that has done unethical shit. That is just reality.
2: It's true and and very unfortunate. But the other thing is like if you're going to boycott something. You have to make sure you're boycotting the right thing, because I h- highly doubt that the Mitomo team had anything to do with the firing.
1: True. Yeah.
2: Um, are are they the same? are in Are they even in the same sphere? Would they even know each other? Are mm-hmm. you hurt? Who are you hurting when you're boycotting somebody? Because, you know, people say shoplift from whatever whatever don't buy stuff from whatever whatever well typically you're just going to be hurting those local employees because the owners of the store are going to be like why is this happening it's you guys's fault there's really no i i doubt that the higher-ups are going to even see the issue
0: i don't think that i don't mean to say this stuff and not like mean to imply that people aren't within their rights to boycott stuff and like don't have the right to personally like not buy products from Nintendo or whoever they decide to not buy stuff from. At the same time though, if the end result of this is just getting mad at other people on Twitter, like what is, to what end is this? You know,
2: I guess that's why I say you have to know who you're hurting when you decide to take a stand against something. Um, mm-hmm. because it, it honestly might not be what you want to accomplish so as sad as that is and again there is no ethical consumption under late like, capitalism so
0: i mean just to wrap this around to like what we were talking about earlier it being 2016 and like you know everything is structural even Allison Rapp said this. This is all structural. This is more than Nintendo. Hell, Allison Rapp even told people not to boycott Tomo. She... The day it came out was just like, hey, some really cool people worked on this, and you should play it. And even, like, yesterday, I checked her Twitter, and, like, she's playing Fire Emblem. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you guys doing that, like, you know... We have to... If if you are not a true feminist, if you're still playing Nintendo games, like, that's bullshit.
1: It, that that argument comes from, just to kind of wrap this up, like, the 2010s evolution of, like, this whole faction thing that we've started doing online where we, like, put ourselves into groups and it's like, you are either with us or against us. You're either a yeah. good feminist or a bad feminist or you are either pro this or anti this. It's like, no, we're all... we. I mean, we're all people. We all like things and dislike things for different reasons. And we can't all be you know we can't all boycott this and 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 suddenly make it go away that's not how this is gonna work some of us want to enjoy this and you gotta let us do that like sorry it's not gonna fix anything liking
0: Mitomo or any like nintendo game and also criticizing nintendo for doing this they're not mutually exclusive things
2: and i mean to me it also kind of feels like there needs to be more of a all around societal change before our products change
0: exactly this is what we were getting at earlier with like you know progress like seeing progress in our lifetimes we need to not like go after the products but like the structures that you know that make these things That was a
1: lot. It was. <laughs> breathe in, breathe out. Delete that comment that you were about to leave, people.
0: <laughs> Is there anything else before we take a break? Make the world a better place, don't make it
1: worse.
2: Just be nice to
1: everyone. Just be fucking nice.
0: It's so much <laughs> easier and more fun. All right. Let's take a break. Cool. <laughs> experience this episode is the game hot date uh by george bachelor um it's a game in which you are a person are you a person probably maybe i'm not sure
1: you're a first you person camera that's you all are actually spe-
0: know. you are speed dating a bunch of pugs mm-hmm. uh and that's kind of it you choose dialogue options on what to say and the pug responds there's no voice acting it's all text uh, it's really interesting. Let's just talk about this. Um I like this game as a piece of art. I don't like playing this game. Ooh. That's interesting. Why don't you like playing it? Because for me Hot Date is about how much dating sucks. Because, you know, all no matter what you choose, you don't know what response you're going to get. Right. Like you can have the best of intentions. You could be the most friendliest person. Uh, but 90% of the time, uh, your responses are going to be like indifference. And so for me, the fact that you are talking to dogs is a way to soften the blow. Cause if it was just another person, you're just going to be like, man, this is too much. But, like, the fact that it's a pug and the fact that they play with the fact that you're talking to a dog and some of the writing uh, is kind of like a distraction for, like, actual dating. Because the pug is always, like, somewhat disinterested in what you have to say. It's impossible to read, much like people. And it's just, yeah, not really pleasant.
2: Do you have a different opinion, Alan?
1: Kind of. (laughs) <laughs> um. So dating is hard. We can agree on that. We can all agree on that. Yeah. Like it's hard and it's some. It's yeah. Kind of. It kind of sucks. But here's the thing. Like the fact that it sucks in Alan's opinion is is, is like the best thing about it. Because, so I'm, uh, in the twilight stages of my college career. You could say that's a fun way to say that. Um, <laughs> and I started thinking about like what were the best times in the last four years that I've had, and one of the conclusions I came to was like one, the best. The happiest I was in college was when I was like going on dates with people and having it go badly, <laughs> like if believe mm. it or not because I really I think that it's important to embrace the randomness of it and the fact that you can't there's nothing to cling on to like you talk to these dogs and you can't there's no formula to it there's no way to win because you can ask them all these questions and hit all the right buttons and have them respond positively and then there's always the question one of the options is always like are you having fun or do you enjoy talking to me? And like, they almost always say no, not really. It's (gasps) like, I got a yes. You got a yes. I did. So that's, that's the beauty of it. Right. Is like someone probably enjoyed talking to me. I will never know because even if I ask them, like you can ask the same question twice and get two different answers. That's the secret to hot date that you're not supposed to realize is every (laughs) single response is always randomized. But like that feels appropriate to what it's like to, to try and go on a date with a stranger is like, hi, who are you? And then, like, these really rote questions about who they are and what they like, as if that tells you anything about what kind of person they are. And then you're kind of like, are we forming a connection or not? And then you realize, like, even though we agreed on a lot of tastes, it turns out, no, we don't even like each other. Oh, fuck. And then you just move <laughs> on. Like, by the time you have – but in the moment that you're like, oh, no, you're already on to the next person. Because it's a game, but it's also speed dating. So, you know, you'll never see these people again. And you're just going to move on to the next one and try again. And... But that's
0: not life, though. Is the thing you don't just like. And we're done. Cut to next person. <laughs> like no, like you when you're on a date, you have to sit with that person for a good at least like half hour, hour, and just sit with. If it's going badly, like sit with how uncomfortable it is. Or if it goes well, you have to or not have to, but like there is an like societal societal aspect where it's like, okay, are we going to do this again? Or are we just done? And this was just a one-time thing,
1: right? But
0: like, <clears throat> uh, this is, that is like outside the scope of this game, I know. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> we can't talk about this game without like talking about dating.
1: But that's what—that's why I think the fantasy of this game is really fun. Is that there is no consequence, and that was the moment where it went from like this is a cute little indie game thing that I can play in five minutes to like oh they're saying something here, because you can ask all these questions and feel like you're getting somewhere. And a lot of times when you go on your first date with someone, you think, like, this needs to go somewhere. There is an objective that needs to be accomplished. But there isn't because you're talking to another human being who just exists and is a different mm-hmm. cosmic body from yourself. So you're just going to bump into each other, learn something about someone else, and then move the hell on. Like, that is that is the way that, I, that you know, that dating can work. It doesn't always have to lead to something profound because you're learning from every single one. Every dog that you talk to, you're like, oh, you know. This is a, and you're like you're reading all the different unique funny dialogue that they have for all the different questions, like it's more about learning about the different people that you're talking to than about trying to get somewhere, because you can't beat mm-hmm. hot date. It doesn't actually end. It just cycles uh, dates infinitely, which I think right. simulates what like a perfect vi- version of real life speed dating would be. Mm-hmm. Katie, what do you think?
2: <laughs> um. Well. To start off, I started off incredibly strong in this game. My first <laughs> date was Wedge, and Wedge asked me what my name was, and I said, Oh, my name's Katie. And he said, What a lame name.
1: Ooh. So <laughs> we got
2: off on the best foot. Me and Brenda hit it off, though. That's yep. who I was like.
3: Um,
1: Brenda was good. Yep.
2: I was like, Do you like me? And Brenda said, Yes. And I was mm-hmm. like, Thank you, Brenda. And <laughs> <laughs> but but um honestly I actually really appreciated the way the graphics looked in this game and the like color choices I suppose palettes are really important to me and I thought that this was very pretty um not only that but I also really love animals and the pugs were a super cute choice because pugs and corgis are probably my two favorite dog breeds right up there and um. Yeah, I don't know. I was obviously I was like laughing at the dialogue choices, but as somebody who wants to get the best outcome right. in every yeah, game the that I do, too. yes, it, it was it's very frustrating because like you know I can say, "Oh, you look lovely. Um, let's hang out again." You you know, what do you like doing? And just be as nice as possible. Say the best things with the best intentions, and they'll still be. They'll still say, uh, no to you. And it's... I mean, my personal favorite was when I asked Wedge what they like to do. Like, how do you have fun? Wedge was like, I'm really serious about shooting some hoops. And if you can't get with that, then this is going nowhere. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that part is randomized too because it's i'm really serious about blank so i think one of mine was like i'm really serious about drawing original characters from anime or something <laughs> <laughs> i was like yes best friends <laughs> but that point you made about like uh it's difficult to feel like oh we need this needs to like go a certain way like i'm, I'm saying all the right things that's also dating in a way is you're like True. we are relating on things we like the same things everything is good and then they say goodbye at the end and you never learn and you never, like, get to continue from there. It's like, oh, that's, that's like, a little bit painfully real for a game about cute pink pugs <laughs> talking to yeah. you. Yeah. I don't know. It...
0: For me, I really... For me, a hot date can just... Not, it's not even, like, only specifically can be applied to dating, right? It's... For me, it's just, like, talking to people in general because yeah. when you're playing hot date, you're kind of overwhelmed by how many, like, dialogue choices you have it kind of just lists everything like the they do the like who what when where and then that goes into a sub menu and then some of those questions go into a sub menu and it's just you are hit with like all of these different options at once which for me could be equated to like you know trying to talk to someone and like you could talk about a million things right but like It's hard to find the one thing to talk about, or the one thing to say to actually start a conversation, because the one thing you might want to talk about maybe doesn't even start a conversation. And like for me, as someone who has social anxiety, that is terrifying.
1: I mean, yeah, go ahead.
2: I definitely relate because I don't know how you make friends if you came up and asked me how do you make friends with somebody i would tell you i straight do not know because normally i'm around somebody for an entire year before i even try to talk to them on a friendly level um you know like we'll be like oh hey how are you we share the same class that kind of thing but yep i won't try to initiate any sort of deeper contact after i'm kind of like comfortable being in their presence um and there are actually a few people in my life where i've just straight up asked them can we be friends we have similar interests (laughs) and i don't know how to do this but i'd like to be your friend so let's just be friends if that's cool with you and they've been like that's cool and we've been friends ever since so
0: (laughs) yep (laughs) maybe that's the actual best way to do it because for me like once you remove the high school situation of just, like, yeah, we're in the same class. Once you go to, like, the college or once you, like, don't go to school at all, like, fuck that. <laughs> like, yeah. you're either in, like, really huge lecture halls or, like, you don't go to class. Or, like, the rare occasion you have, like, a smaller class. But, like, once that infrastructure is kind of just gone, like, it isn't possible. Um, unless, like, by happenstance you find someone who's interested in the same stuff and... Maybe something happens, maybe something doesn't. Or maybe, like, for me, it takes so much. Uh, It takes someone else telling me that, hey, we should be friends, for me to be like, oh, okay. I guess we are. I guess we are. I guess people actually do care about me. But that's a deeper conversation we don't have to get into.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The social anxiety for me that comes from, like, this whole dating experience is, like, the free- di- the so hot date lets you indulge in a fantasy of like consequence free dating where you can just learn about people and then move on and like that is the thing that's way easier to do in in uh in college specifically than any other time in your life, and so I always worry that like when I graduate, am I still gonna be able to do stuff like that as easily because the thing that we take for granted when you're in college is that you are surrounded by your peers all the time, and so you kind of get to like. I'm just going to know I'm people are just going to exist around me and I can talk to them and ask them stuff. But then as soon as you get out, it's like now everything is intentional and I have to seek out these social interactions. Whereas hot date, you just open it up and it's all there. Like it's kind of uh, exciting in a way to just be like, I'm going to try, I'm going to try out some different dialogue options and see what all these cute dogs have to say. And it lets you indulge in that fantasy that you can't, some people can't in real life.
0: Right.
2: But then there's the fear of messing up. Like, what if you ask, do you like me? And they answer no. The one time, I only ask, do you like me one time? And Brenda said yes. So, <laughs> I mean... I, I don't know how I would react if I was like, do you like me? And they are like, mmm.
1: Well, well, what's funny <laughs> about that is like, even there, like, there's so no fail state to the point where doing something like that doesn't even end the date early. Like you can have these really funny, awkward moments where you ask like, do you like me? And they say, no, I actually, am, I was waiting for this to be over. And then you can just be quiet for a couple seconds and like let the time pass, which is really funny because eventually they'll be like, so <laughs> you got anything else to say? <laughs> which also feels painfully real. Of just like, oh, I'm just looking at the clock. Because they don't they don't even give you a timer of like how long you have. So it just feels like when the date goes really bad, it feels like it's an eternity that you're just sitting there like This yeah. is bad. This is I don't know what to do. I'm I'm scared. And then it's over and then you start fresh every single time. Like rebirth in a way.
0: Do you did you all find that you started saying the exact same things every time? Yes. Because yes. for me, for me, I started l- like selling myself like I would do like at the end of an article or a podcast where I'm like, I like writing and I like podcasting. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think that um, that reflects the way that we present ourselves in real life. It's like, I have these good things. Uh, this is my key. to This is my like foot in the door. This is what I'm going to use every time. This is my arsenal like uh not to compare dating to like anything involving weaponry but like these are <laughs> these are my my entrance point ways these these are my my points that are usually universally regarded as like oh that's really cool that you like that so like sometimes yeah. they'd ask me my name and I'd be like man's best friend <laughs> just to like try and trick the game but like no ev- the name doesn't matter either they'll they're going to like you or dislike you regardless of what you tell them even if you feel yeah. like you have it figured out. again, just like real dating. You're like, oh, these are things that people generally like when I talk about. And then you get to one person who's like, ugh, you're boring. You're like, oh, you <laughs> you figured me out. I am.
2: <laughs> I like that.
1: Yeah. You
2: figured me out. I am boring. That's my secret
1: cat. I was boring all along. <laughs> I was a cat all along. <laughs> like the the camera like pulls back and it turns out you're just a cat. Like meow. <laughs> <gasps> That'd be cute
2: because you're dating pugs. Exactly. Who did- I don't know. This game was weird for me because I haven't actually been single, per se, since 8th grade. And I graduated high school last year, for reference. I've, like... Like, you know, if one relationship ends, then I'm kind of, like, already in a- another one. That As weird as that sounds, that's kind of been my, my whole thing. So, um, I let's see. The last time I really dated anybody new was my sophomore year in high school. So mm-hmm. like I guess around that time was the last time I actually dated somebody to, you know, figure out what they like and get to know them and that kind of thing. So this I actually felt like, what am I doing? When I was like playing this game. I <laughs> yeah. was like, how do date? How do? <laughs>
1: I mean, it, I would. I was in my. I was going to make a joke of like, I recommend you go on dates, but like, <laughs> uh, uh-uh. uh, you've clearly already. <laughs> y- you've hit the point that everyone who's going on dates is trying to go to, which is like a sense of comfort with another human being. Uh, but, I don't know. There's something. There's just still something, and it may be just the romantic in me, but I think there's something beautiful about the, the loop of like trying to connect with someone and then failing and then trying again and then ma- succeeding in a small way. And all of these like little stories that you craft for yourself in a game like Hot Date about those little experiences where we bump into other people and learn about them for a little while. I think there's something really nah. meaningful to that. Nah. <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, dating sucks. Oh I mean, whatever.
0: I mean my thing my whole my whole life is defined by experiences where I meet someone, I talk for a little bit, I get to know them for a little bit, and then it's like a week later and I haven't like they fell off the face of the earth. That's ninety percent of the friends I've made at school. Like I unless we're talking about like internet stuff where it's like, okay, yeah, I'm interacting with people all the time on Twitter. I'm getting to know a lot of people there. But like, if we're talking about in terms of like, you know, knowing people, meeting people, connecting with people here, like college for me, for as long as I've been here, was just, uh, just a collection of loose, you know, connections, and it's just, I don't care. Like you're, I, you either like care about me and you want to be my friend, or you don't.
2: Well, I mean, there you go. I mean, I only have like one i mean besides my boyfriend i only have like one real life friend that i consistently see and consistently talk to um i don't know if that's our day and age but the vast majority of my friendships are actually online um so i mean even when i like went to college um for a semester when i would talk to people or when people would come up to me and be like oh hey we're in the same year what do you like to do you know, that kind of thing. I was like, this interaction is so fake. You are yeah, so exactly. fake. Yeah. You don't want yes. to talk. to so, like, I don't think you really mm-hmm. want to know me. You just want to talk to people to talk to people. Especially exactly. in, like, the social events. Those were terrible. I went oh. kayaking once with my, like, college. Ugh. That was not <laughs> fun. Everybody. Okay, first of all, I, like, you kind of had to find a partner to kayak with.
3: Well. And I was
2: like, this is already terrible. I don't know who I'm going to ask like and uh, funnily enough I actually ended up going by myself hanging nice. out in the back with all the professors and talking to them because I was like do you do do any of you people like I feel like everybody who does that just just talking to talk and not really wanting to make meaningful relationships and I'm kind mm-hmm. of the person who always wants to have like a long-term meaningful relationship with other people exactly so that's why yeah. like hot day is so weird for me because that's not what I've been doing my whole life. Yeah. Quite the opposite.
1: Yeah, It's it's teaching you to indulge in these shorter, like finite social interactions as opposed to making anything long-term. And like, that's, I don't know. I oftentimes will tell people like, yeah, they're really cheesy, but the icebreaker stuff that they make you do early in college is actually nice because misery seeks company and everybody hates them. So like being in that (laughs) group of people who all are like, this is stupid, right? Is a good way to like, get to connect with people. Because it's not about, like, oh, we like the same thing. It's just, like, oh, this all this sucks, right? Let's go do something else in, like, kind of, like, pushing that rebellious nature against the way that college tells you that you meet people. Um, I don't know. It, I, I've also just become, like, less and less, uh, I guess, social over the last couple of years. Like, I've gotten better at talking to people, but I hang out uh, with fewer people now. And I think that's just because the people that matter to you the most are not the type of people that you would meet in a hot date situation. It's the people that you connected with on something profound and they decided to stick around, I guess I didn't Mm. mean for that to rhyme, but (laughs) hot date is not about that. Hot date is about like the, the like it's scary and it's terrifying and it's awkward and it's weird and it's also really funny and that's all what dating is. And sometimes it sucks and sometimes it, I don't know for some people it works. Sometimes it's, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes it just, you meet a dog and you, you start the talk off by going, do you like spaghetti? And then they say, I'm leaving. <laughs> that happened to me once. <laughs> and then, but they didn't oh, leave because no. you can't leave. So they just said, I'm leaving. And then they had to sit there for another two minutes. And I'm like, well, this is painfully real. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's really, it's, it's interesting that with such, so few uh, interactions and so few tools, Hot Date manages to, like, convey so much about a really profound experience like life experience that is dating
2: it do
0: yeah i agree with that <sighs> is there anything else
2: i guess whether or not you like hot date depends on whether or not you like
1: dating
0: exactly <laughs> exactly I think that's a, yeah, that's yeah. Really, that
1: gets down to it
0: yeah i hate dating every time i mention that i hate dating people tell me like you know you don't have to date right that's just the thing that you don't have to interact with and at some point it's like yeah you're right but also how do like, i meet people then how yeah. do i meet people then? <laughs> well yeah
2: i mean just like a personal thing like eli and i my current boyfriend we would just kind of hang out around the same area and we never flirted with each other or anything and then eventually he was like hey i like you and i was like hey i like you too and th- that's history it's been three years now <laughs> yeah sometimes it's it's
1: painfully easy yeah exactly it it can totally be that it'd be like that sometimes as one a very smart person told me once thank you (laughs) 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 Uh, don't go on dates or do i don't know whatever do what makes you happy do whatever you want everyone's we're all just celestial bodies bumping into each other in the in the grand cosmic golf game of life
2: well there you go (laughs) It would be like that (laughs) sometimes
1: Fireside Friends.
0: And on that note, that's another episode of Fireside Friends. You did it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Some housekeeping. I want to thank uh, the people who shared the last episode, Destiny and Matt. And yesterday was Matt's birthday, so happy birthday, Matt. Happy
1: birthday, Matt.
2: Happy birthday. You were at my house, and it was fun.
1: (laughs) You're my friend.
0: (laughs) Uh, you can send in questions and comments uh, to FiresideFriendsPodcast at com. You can follow us on iTunes and Stitcher, and you can rate and review us there. Tell your friends. Tell your friends' friends. Uh, tell your cat. Do whatever. Just, uh, if you like what you're hearing, you know, find some ways to support the show. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast Fireside. Uh Alan, where can people find you on the internet?
1: I can be found at twitter.com slash Alan Ibrahim. That's A-L-L-E-N-I-B-R-A-H-I-M. I don't tweet very often, but when I do, it's either shit posting about Pokemon or, I don't know, talking about metric, my favorite band in the whole world. And that's <laughs> you can find all my other stuff there. I'm I'm Alan Ibrahim on most things. Uh YouTube and, and Twitch and all that good stuff.
0: Katie?
2: You can find me on Twitter at Katie M Rose. And I'm also on Tumblr. My URL is frore-fawn.tumblr.com. And yeah, I got that aesthetic on block. And also (laughs) just verbal diarrhea. That's that's my posting, so.
0: (laughs) And you can find me on Twitter at Taco Detective. I have a blog that is tacodetective.com. And uh, last week I uh, got an article posted on this new website uh, called uh, It's Mix Actually. And that is a publication, it's a new publication, about uh, publishing works from exclusively uh, non-binary folks. Um, So um, if you are non-binary and you are interested in, you know, It doesn't have to be just writing, it doesn't have to be, you know, nonfiction. it could be fiction, it could be artwork, just anything. Um, Or if you want to, like, find a platform uh, that features exclusively non-binary people, um, It's Mix actually is an amazing site for that. Um, The URL, it's uh, it's mix.lgbt, so it's I-T-S-M-X dot L-G-B-T. Uh, .lgbt is like an amazing URL. So good.
2: I was so surprised that that is a thing. I love it. I'm so happy that it exists.
0: Uh, my friend Vron, who runs that site, they said that it cost $8.
1: Worth it. My
0: my <laughs> website costs 12 and I'm really upset. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely check that site out. It's really amazing, and it's probably one of my favorite things on the internet right now. And they have a Patreon, Uh, so if you have any extra cash and you want to support that site, uh, they're trying to raise enough money to be able to uh, pay their contributors for every post uh, that they have, which is a noble goal. Uh, So if that sounds like something that you'd be interested in, please check that out. And that'll do it. So thank you everybody for listening. Good luck out there, and don't forget to take care of yourself. See ya.
1: I told my
2: dad, and he was like, Farscape is over! And I was like, yeah, but... <laughs> doesn't mean you have to stop
1: enjoying
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I just don't know how there's new material.
1: They want, they want to make like a movie or something.
2: I'll tell him that.
1: Yeah.
2: And I, I was just yeah. so shocked because he really enjoys Farscape and still watches it.
1: <laughs> it's the best show. Anyway. And he
2: was like, tell your friend that Farscape is over. It, it's not. I was right. like... <laughs> Okay, sure, I'll tell them that.
1: Right. Wait, I'm your friend?
2: I mean, I guess. I don't hate you.
1: <laughs> that's that's Ryan's metric for whether or not someone's their friend. I don't hate you. You're on the list. If,
2: if, I, if, I talk to you, if I've talked to you more than twice and I don't dislike you, then when I tell other people, I'm like, my friend so-and-so.
1: Wonderful. <laughs> I appreciate that, uh. and I also consider you a friend.
2: Oh, yay, look at this. Good friendship.
1: <laughs> Ryan, keep following this. this. Look at this. <laughs> this, is, this is. Ryan's like, I feel like I should step out.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I just feel like it's like, <laughs> you just discovered fire. Yeah. Like, look at this. Look <laughs> at this thing just <laughs> Oh,
1: my God. Well, that's what happens when two indoor kids talk on the internet for a long time. You're, <laughs> like, surprised by friendship. It's true. <laughs> Alan, stop <laughs> shooting on the mic. It's time to record. Alright.
0: I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> do you have a drink? No. You should get a drink. You just ate. You don't have a I drink?
1: I I, this is why you sit next to a 32-pack of water bottles.
2: I have that in the hallway, but not actually in the room.
0: I have it in my closet. Some closeted what else is water. What
1: in closet? Skeletons?
0: Oh, clothes. <laughs>
2: clothes for skeletons
1: yeah right
0: clothes and my gender anyway